is for those of you who delight in dread, who fantasize about fear, who glorify gore. Welcome. You have found the place where the horror returns. Listeners, beware. This podcast contains major plot spoilers and the foulest of language. Join us in celebrating the old and the new, the best and the worst in horror. All of you who delight in dread, fantasize about fear, and glorify gore, welcome home. This is the podcast that proves the horror never ends. Each episode, we seek out and review a brand new horror movie. Then go back, or sometimes action, of course, or comic book. Right, guys? Right. Yeah. Uh, then we go back and find a classic work with similar themes, looking at both similarities and differences. Our goal here is to explore how our perceptions of fear remain the same from generation to generation... But we also aim to point out how the presentation can change based on the social and the political climate of the times. We do include spoilers for the new film. However, we will wait until the very end of the show to spoil the new feature, and we will let you know before we do so with a spoiler alert. If you don't wish to hear the spoilers at that time, just simply turn us off at that point, and we promise you won't miss a thing. Now, of course, we generally assume you horror fans out there have already seen the classic film, so there's always going to be spoilers when we are discussing anything that's been out for at least a year. The other thing we will do from time to time is use a few four-letter words. This is a horror podcast, and horror movies uh, generally tend to be R-rated, so you can pretty much expect us to be, too. I'm Lance, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Brian and Philip. How's it going, guys? It's going pretty good. Good, man. Staying alive. So Philip, like you, had a, you, you had a little league game tonight. You played in a little league game or what? <laughs> we had uh, we had our first little league practice for my six year old. So nice. uh, all right, that went cool. He's on, he's on the Cubbies, so uh, we're world champions already. That <laughs> <laughs> worked out. What do you what are you doing, Brian? You, you guys finally quit snowing up there? Uh, no, uh, we get. I don't know. It's it's the weather's been crazy up here because uh, right. next month will be like a breakup where it starts to get warm. You know, spring sets in. Right. But it's been like like last night. It was like seventeen below. Oh it's wow! Really shitty outside. Wow. But it's insane. Looking forward to April. That's when the snow goes away and the sun comes out and. Well, other than the uh, minus seventeen, which is uh, which is pretty op- self evident, what's your what's your other cool of the week, man? My cool of the week actually is a cool and a not cool together. Um, we lost uh, Bill Paxton here uh, not too long uh, ago. Yeah, yeah. True. One of my one of my about that yet. yeah one of my favorite actors. You know, I think everything, whether it was a minor role or a major role, I thought he he. He was always the one that stood out in the movies. So well, he's the cool, been in a million things, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, so my cool of the week was I just revisited a whole bunch of Bill Paxton movies, but I'll probably talk about my favorite ones. Were um, of course Aliens. You know, Game right. Over Man. 
<laughs> and um, I always loved him in Weird Science as Chet. Yeah. Chet, yeah, <laughs> the wicked, the wicked older brother, huh? <laughs> yeah, and another movie I checked out that uh, that's on Netflix. Um, uh, if you have, if no one's watched it, I recommend it. I think it's highly underrated. Probably not underrated, but not talked about enough is uh, Frailty. Yeah, I, lo- I love Frailty, man. You can't, you don't really know through most of the movie if if he's just seeing things or if it's yeah. really going. It, take, it reminds me of the the movie. What was Michael Shannon in it called Take Shelter? Yes, kind of similar vibe to that for me. Yeah, so that was pretty much my week. Oh, also, another thing I had posted onto the. Uh, Facebook page was uh, this article I read about unconfirmed get out theories. Right. And they are crazy. Like really? someone, somebody came up with a theory about why she eats cereal and drinks the milk is because <laughs> the milk is white and the, the, the cereal is different colors and she doesn't want to mix them. <laughs> yeah it is there is so many theories that like when you read the list it makes you think go back and think about the movie <laughs> like the, well this the, is also racist because the milk is white <laughs> wow. and then the and then the scene where um the landscaper is running running at him and at, at, oh, at night time yeah. Right. yeah they they brought they brought up because the the grandfather used to be the um track star back in the day Okay. Oh. And now that now that he's in the younger body, he's like just out there running. Yeah. It, it's 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 a, I posted oh. on the on the Facebook and the Twitter. Uh, it's a very very interesting list of all these theories that really make a lot of sense when you like think about it. Yeah, so, I kind of um, like fan theories, man. They're fun to they're fun to listen to. Yeah. So um, they're they're on there for uh, I posted it for everybody to check out. But um, that's pretty much uh been my week right there uh man i've, I've got a uh, i checked out manchester by the sea that's probably my not so cool week <laughs> oh no <laughs> wow feel good movie of the I mean, year huh it's all right it's just god it's so slow and, and they do that every year though all of those uh best picture nominees are always like real real slow burns and you don't really know what's going on until halfway through the story it's just a, a story about people in their everyday lives right and uh uh, yeah, it just kind of got old on that one. <laughs> I didn't even make it all the way through. I just I, I gave up. It's like this is too long. I've got stuff to do. I'm oh, dude, you watch you somebody the, wander around. I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna you do it myself. The, you missed the big. You missed the big gunfight at the end. His brother showed up uh, as Batman, and they had, yeah, a huge, uh, they had a huge gun battle at the end. Man, you turned it off way too early, man. <laughs> well, if it takes that long to build up, it belongs in that DC world. <laughs> uh, how, <laughs> how how was his acting in it? Because I heard there was some a lot of people said something about the, the way he talked was kind of slow, or I don't know. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I mean, if I guess the acting was good, if his goal was to just be regular guy. Right. Was it deserving of an Oscar? With some anger management issues. Um, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I'd, I'd have to go back and watch it again, man. I just I, I couldn't really get into it enough to pay attention, you know? Yeah, I got you, man. I, I, I didn't. It was it was, definitely wasn't my favorite of the of the Oscar nominees. That's for sure. Yeah. Lance, you see, you've seen most of them, right? Uh, I think I've seen all of them except Hacksaw Ridge. 
Okay, uh, was he deserving of the Oscar? Hell no. Uh, <laughs> nah, man. It, okay. I, my my pick would have been Denzel, but you know that, that's what I that's what I heard. Yeah, he's really. He was just kind of bland to me, you know. I mean, like uh, we were talking about, people said he talked really, really slowly. You know, I mean, it was a it was a decent story as far as like a, just a real, you know, like an old fashioned. Tra- Shakespeare, almost Shakespeare. Uh, 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 it was a it was a tragedy of Shakespearean proportions. Let's put it that way. Which yeah, boy, and it was a whole lot of bad shit happening. It was like, man, oh, this shit. is depressing. I don't know. Yeah, it was anymore. it was rough, man. Well, speaking of movies that I got my cool of the week, movies that that could have taken a depressing turn but stayed fun the whole way through. This this movie I just fucking loved. Uh, it's on Netflix. I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh, oh, I wanted yes. to watch that. <laughs> you I guys, forgot about you that. You know it what? You know what? I ha- I did check that out. Uh, what did I you know think, man? I love that movie. I yeah? can't believe I I can't believe I forgot that I watched it. Um, it is. I loved it for what it what I thought it was, and then the last like I say twenty thirty minutes of the movie, it takes a turn, and it is it takes a good turn. It doesn't take a bad turn. It it right. gets real crazy at the end, and I loved it. And I am I am starting to be a big fan of uh, what is her name, Jane Levy. Uh, yeah, she wasn't even in it that much, right? Yeah, but she she kind of stood out to me mm-hmm. in this movie. Also, also I, I loved uh, Elijah Wood's character. Oh, in this he movie. was awesome. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and you know what? It, you're uh, Brian's absolutely right. It starts out it it was just I mean it was almost just like a straight up comedy in certain parts, mm-hmm. especially when. Elijah Wood's character came in, but it sure as hell didn't end up as a comedy, did it? No, it didn't. <laughs> yeah, they, man, I remember. I remember watching the trailer. Yeah, yeah they, it looks it looks super good. I, I think we watched it for the for the show a few weeks ago. Yeah, we did. Damn, and, all right, uh, that's what I'm watching tonight. It's yeah, on my director, list. Talk about it next week. <laughs> di- director Macon Macon Blair, which uh, Brian, you pointed out, that's the dude that was the star of Blue Ruin, and he also showed up as more of a minor character in Green Room. Yeah, he, he pops up in this movie, too. Yeah, that, I noticed that. That was kind of funny. He was an asshole, I was about to say that. He's a little bit of an asshole in this movie, but, you know, it goes along with the theme with the main character. Oh, yeah, so. sure. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, we would highly, highly recommend that one, I think. It sounds Absolutely. like uh, when, when we talk again, Philip, you will have seen it, too, huh? Oh, yeah, definitely. This week's upcoming Blu-ray pick is going to be a movie that we all enjoyed, which is Split. It's going to be due April 18th, and um, I'm really interested in this Blu-ray because there's going to be uh, alternate endings, plus uh, wow, a lot okay. of deleted scenes. Hmm. So um, that'll be pretty interesting. Alternate endings, that ought to be good. Yeah. Okay, moving on to our first. Um, we got more casting news for Godzilla, King of Monsters. Uh, Vera Formiga, a lot of people know from the Conjuring movies and uh, Bates Motel. Right. She's She's been casted in uh, Godzilla, along with uh, Kyle Chandler. Uh, man, he's kind of, I could take him or leave him. Yeah, he... Which, uh, which one's Kyle Chandler? He w- he was the brother in Ma- that 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 died. <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> in Manchester by the sea. <laughs> I mean, they kind of remember oh, the that first guy, five yeah, minutes yeah. of the movie. So yeah, yeah which is true. which is strange. He's his names of uh, his name's been uh, one of the names popping up for uh, Cable for Deadpool. Oh shit! I hope not, man. 
Yeah, I think that was the whole fallout with the the what was Tim Miller, the director from the first one. Right. I think that's who he wanted as Cable, which I don't see that guy in any kind of superhero role whatsoever. Super boring, but, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, next news item here. There is a petition to boycott Jeepers Creepers 3 from being shown <laughs> in theaters. Yeah, somebody on our Facebook page put, uh, yeah, of course, Salve is a monster, but I still want to see that. Was that Denny? Denny Lewis that put that? Um, was it Denny or was it Kevin? Was it, it, it might have been. I can't remember exactly. It, it, it might have been it. Kevin. Yeah, we're actually going to cover it in the listener feedback. It uh, looks like Kevin. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> I think we had other news regarding. Sorry about that, oh, Kevin. Uh, what was that? A, uh, we reported Adrian Barbeau was going to be in Jeepers Creepers 3. She has since dropped out of the project, claiming that she was never never really casted in the movie. But <laughs> a lot of people are calling shenanigans because she was listed. Right. In the, the cast uh, on, um, what was it, INDB? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it looks like due to the upcoming, which looks like fallout of this movie, that uh, she dropped out. That's what a lot of people are assuming. Mm. Which it's still, I don't understand how this guy's still making movies, and and not like in jail. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. This one, I don't know. Jeepers Creepers three. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, he def- definitely got the creep factor down on that. That's for sure. Absolutely. Uh, New Line Cinema is going to make a Wizard of Oz horror film. Does this pique you guys' interest? Yeah, actually, it does. Yeah, I thought the Wizard of the original Wizard of Oz pretty much was a horror film. If you were like five years old and watching those flying monkeys, oh yeah, no kidding, it had some creepy stuff in it. But yeah, right. can you imagine if they were trying to make it creepy, boy? Yeah, it'd be. be I think it, they could do it. I mean, if after Emerald City and they just wrapped that up, Brian, did you did you finish all what was it all ten episodes? I think I have maybe two or three more episodes and then I'm done. Yeah, I mean, as much as I wanted to hate that going into it, and I really kind of did hate it as far as the overacting and some of the shit like that. (laughs) Some of the writing was was pretty, you know, it's like they would start a storyline and never really tie it up and stuff like that. But for some reason, man, I just couldn't quit watching it. I could not quit watching it. So, yeah, I'm willing I'm willing to give it a try. Yeah, right now, I, I think it's just in the preliminary talk. So, but from things I'm reading, this is going to be like a full on horror movie. So, wow, that that'll be interesting. I mean, it's got to be big budget, though. They got to go blockbuster right. with it. Yeah, I think they will. I yeah. think they'll put some money into this. You know, I mean, it's it's already got a name, Wizard of Oz. So, yeah, Um, not hey, really you, uh, a lot of. You know, oh, go think, ahead. not to interrupt, but uh, is uh, by any chance uh, Raimi directing it? <laughs> oh gosh, I hope not. Oh, you uh, care so much for the 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 great and powerful, huh? It was I don't know. It it didn't feel Raimi to me, right? And I I hated James Franco as the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> well, maybe. I'd actually. I'd actually prefer D'Onofrio over James Franco. Right. (laughs) But, uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. There, who who would you want to direct it? I don't know, Philip. You got any ideas? Shit, I don't know. Wizard of Spielberg. Oz is like super creepy. So, <laughs> um, I don't know. Whoever whoever directed this uh, trailer, we're going to talk about the Void might be good for it. Give it to Help. Fede Alvarez. Let oh, him do like this. Yeah, that might not be bad. Yeah. So well, far, I've liked said, everything. You have to go big budget with it. I mean, you got to go like big time Michael Bay type shit or something. I, I mean, not to make it a horror movie, obviously, <laughs> but yeah, what you, I see what you're saying. What do you What do you guys think about John Carpenter? <sighs> Is he trying Is to he direct better? anything? I, I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, you, you're asking like dream, dream director for it. He might be pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. I mean, I would say like Guillermo del Toro. That, oh, that would that. be trippy. Yeah, but that I could see. I I could see him being hired as the director and then eventually dropping out due to other projects, right, along yeah. with the other one hundred projects. Because <laughs> it, it really bummed me. Because he really made me believe that Hellboy three was happening, and then <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Which yeah. oh quick quick he's quick got more re- work than he can handle. Yeah, quick recap on Hellboy two. Uh, I guess eventually they're going the the people that own the rights are just going to reboot it. Right. So eventually, eventually we will get a Hellboy. We just won't get the third one in the original. Oh, I got gotcha. you. So yeah. they said eventually, but just not with Guillermo. I guess he's just apparently he's got his his fingers in too many projects and. Um, yeah, not a lot of news this week. So, um, kind of, uh, before we get to the trailer park, uh, bringing up a couple, uh, new trailers for previous, uh, movies. We, uh, we reviewed, um, the original, uh, trailers. Um, uh, they had a new alien covenant trailer and a new guardians trailer. Did you by any chance guys check those out? No, I heard about the new guardians trailer. They said it was really good and I can't believe I missed it. Yeah, it. This movie looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. They, they said Baby Groot's going to be all over it. Yeah. And it, it, we're, it looks like we're going to get a lot more like humor from uh, Drax. Yeah. And So, um, so he's going to have, have a bigger role in this one, huh? He looks. He's like all over the trailer. And then uh, we got our first introduction of uh, Kurt Russell. Oh, okay. How, how does oh, it I can't look? Believe, all right, I'm watching that. After he <laughs> uh, he is how I wanted him to look. He's a beardy Kurt Russell. So all right, but he doesn't look like a big giant living planet or something like that with a face on <laughs> That's it. Or what I, <laughs> I mean, I kind of want to see what that looks like. So no, he was just in human form. So all right, but uh, the Alien Covenant trailer. Um, yeah, I I it, I think it confirms. I don't think we're gonna get a funny Danny McBride in this movie. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it's gonna it be more like serious. It. Yeah, I've seen him in a few of them now, and and he hasn't spit one joke out, <laughs> not one punchline. Yeah, line. I I am really excited for <laughs> Alien Covenant. It looks really right. good. It looks it looks like we're back to to the original Alien movies that you know everybody loves. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm definitely more excited about this one than any of the others that have come out. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, I think uh, we can move on to the trailer park. All right, you boys ready? Ready. Yeah. All right. So with every, as with every show, it's time to take a little trip down to the trailer park, and this is where we take a look at the big 
the small, and sometimes the very, very weird. Brian, what's our first uh, new trailer to talk about this week? First one we are going to talk about is Phoenix Forgotten, a new found footage flick starring Florence Hardigan, Jeannie Jackson, Chelsea Lopez. (laughs) (laughs) And it is directed by Justin Barber. And uh, I believe I've seen in the trailer, it said it's, uh, it's from the producers of The Martian in 300. Yeah, I saw that in the trailer. That was kind of a weird thing to put on a on a low-budget found footage movie. But, I kind of uh, thought the same thing. I was like, wow, this is that's a strange combination of movies, too. It's, right? Seemed you a know, they out had, of place. They had to look at their film, filmography and see what the biggest movies they did. Throw yeah. that in there. <laughs> well, I gotta um, tell you, I gotta tell you, I don't, uh, I'm not a big fan of found footage, but I'm a, I'm a sucker for a good alien movie, a good UFO. Yeah, movie. I kind of get a, a little paranormal activity vibe, but you know, yeah. with aliens, right? Yeah, I and I actually like found footage movies, but it, they're so easy to do low budget that there's a lot of really bad ones. So <laughs> I've got a bit dated on it. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll I'll check it out. I don't imagine it's going to be a big widespread release or anything. So yeah, I I would probably say VOD on this one. Yeah, mm-hmm. straight and to Netflix. We're getting this on April twenty first. <laughs> cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll de- I'll definitely check it out. You know, I may I may wait a wait a few months and see if it comes to Netflix, but it it's worth a watch. Yeah. I'll sit through it. That That's my review. There you go. <laughs> there you go, man. Okay, moving on to our next one is The Void, which is being billed as a gory tribute to John Carpenter. I was kind of getting a Thing vibe pretty early in that one, man, for sure. Which you Very guys gory. probably already know. This, this piqued my interest because I also yeah, got a right. Thing vibe from it. This stars Kathleen Monroe, Ellen Wong, Kenneth Welsh, Aaron Poole, and others. And it is directed by Jeremy Giuseppe and Stephen Kostansky. Say that three uh, times more, fast. Uh, more fake blood than Carrie. <laughs> that's strong yeah, words, my man. It looks it's that's it's super gory, like <laughs> from the get go. Yeah, it looks like we're gonna get a lot of practical effects in there, and I'm you know you guys know I'm a big big on practical effects, and yeah. Um, as soon as I flashed a gory tribute to John Carpenter, and then we started mm-hmm. getting some images that reminded me of the thing, I'm yep. definitely in on this one. Oh yeah. I know, I know we all got that, that, that vibe of the thing, but as the trailer went on, did was it just me, or did you guys kind of get a little bit of a phantasm feel? Uh, oh, near, near the end there? Well, yeah, I mean, it just reminded I me of did. The, the alternate world there, and were they, you know, were they, uh, I guess he touched the two pillars and ended, and ended up all those tiny people were being, comp- or those people were being compressed on that other planet. Okay. And show like, yeah. I don't know, I just kind of got a feeling that it kind of, it, it, it fed into that a little bit. Yeah, I just yeah. Uh, the, the part of the trailer where I got that is that it's near the end where they're kind of like looking out to the distance, and it right. kind of looked like one of those scenes where they had crossed over, and um, it just that's where it kind of gave me that phantasm vibe. I yeah, guess I can see that, man. It was really just a whole lot of really creepy and gory images all flashed back to back to back, so it's kind of hard to tell what the storyline was going to be. You know? Yeah, I right. mean, if they if they 
if they combine elements of the thing and phantasm, I mean, that's just as good for me, you know. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. Well, we uh, we already know the special effects are going to be better than Ravagers, so. Oh, I hope. I you know what? I hear a lot of people like that movie. <laughs> I I don't know why. I really don't know why. No, I'm not a fan. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, the Void uh, is coming April seventh. All right. And our final trailer is also going to be one of the final, not the final, but one of the final appearances of Bill Paxton. It is Mean Dreams. Mm. This one looked good. Yes. Uh, this Whoa. also stars Sophie Nellisi, I believe. Josh Wiggins. Okay. Yep, we'll just go with those names. All and right. it is directed by Nathan Morlando. Okay. Any, any idea what else he's known for? Nathan Morlando has done... I'm pulling it up real quick. Nothing on here that I recognize. All right. Uh, his last movie he directed was a movie named uh, Copper. And then what else? Uh, Citizen Gangster. Okay. Never, <laughs> never heard of those never movies. Of <laughs> and another one of these young directors getting a, getting a pretty big name star to show up. And gosh, it's, you, oh man, it's, it's almost uh, wrong to say this, but you, you, you guys know what I'm getting at here, right? Almost like uh, couldn't have happened at a better time for his career. Oh, well, yeah, I guess that's true. I was thinking, I mean, this one just from the preview looks like it's going to be pretty big, especially since it's, you know, Mm -hmm. got Bill Paxton starring in it. And uh, it's the last role that he did. So and it looked like it flashed a couple of uh, like maybe they won some sort of indie film awards or something like that. Really? Uh, So it's yeah. On the on the preview I saw. So uh, it it looks like it's going to be interesting. Yeah, and we're getting bad guy Bill Paxton, which I always yeah. love. Yeah, he's it's he's a, the main villain. It's just judging from the trailer, just kind of it's just going to be one of the movies where you you shouldn't have fuck you fuck with the wrong guy's daughter. <laughs> oh wow, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see. I mean, it looked like it. It looked like it was going to be kind of a kind of a suspenseful movie. It it's yeah, little, definitely. I, I mean, no, nothing in the trailer really grabbed me. Like I've really got to see this, but I'm sure it's going to be good. And um, I don't know official release date. I, I think you were right, Philip. I think it, it it did win some kind of awards because I think it was released in like you know some of the film festivals. Okay. So uh, don't got an official release date, but it has been released uh, in January on a limited uh, thing. So I'm assuming like mm-hmm. film festivals and stuff. So when I um, get wind of official release date, I'll let everybody know. Cool. And that was our last trailer. Philip, we got any uh, listener feedback this week? Uh, Yeah, we do. And, you know, wouldn't be listener feedback without uh, our buddy Patrick writing in. Uh, he wrote a couple of tidbits for you all. Cyborg has been a member of the Justice League since 2011. Oh, uh, you remember we were bashing the Justice <laughs> so, League when it came out? <laughs> so take that, Lance. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is why he's included in the movie. And uh, Lance is right. Uh, he was previously a Teen Titan, but he's been in long enough to justify him being in the movie. Uh, you guys also mentioned a Nightwing movie. 
Uh, I think if they want to bring him in, uh, he should go to the CW. There's a team called the Titans that consists of Nightwing, Wally West, Roy Harper, uh, the Red Arrow from Arrow, uh, Donna Troy, Wonder Woman's sisters, and a couple of others. Uh, CW already has some of them established. And uh, that's, let's see, what else do we have? Kevin Nez. Uh, <laughs> he wrote about the uh, the thing you were talking about earlier, right? Uh, it was a Facebook page comment. Let's see. He says regarding the possible Jason goes to hell director's cut. Kevin says the hardcore fans want all the missing footage pack put back in. Uh, well, these idiots are not hardcore fans if they like this bullshit. <laughs> I've seen what was taken, some of what was taken out, and if they put it back in, it'll still be a piece of shit. <laughs> wow. Uh, he also chimed in on the upcoming uh, Victor Salva film, Deepers Creepers 3. Uh, he says, yeah, he's a monster, but I'd still like to see a third film. Let's see. We also want to take this opportunity to give a shout-out to a couple of fellow podcasters. Uh, this week, our shout-out goes to the Hail Ming Power Hour. <laughs> Hail Ming. Uh, <laughs> Ricky and Danny are a couple of crazy guys who take you back to the 80s every week uh, with a review of classic 80s film. They mix a lot of horror into the show, so it's always a great time. Uh, look for the Hail Ming Power Hour on iTunes or Legion Podcasts. Uh, it's a really fun show. Uh, as always, thanks to everybody who reaches out to us. We love the feedback. You can reach us uh, at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com or uh, just search for The Horror Returns on any of the social medias, and we'll be there, as always, because we return. That's what we do with horror. All right. You guys ready for featured attractions? Let's, Let's do it. do it. All right. This week, we review the much-anticipated new Wolverine film, Logan as well as Firestarter. Uh, now, Firestarter was directed by Mark L. Lester. Does that name ring a bell, Brian? Uh, Commando, right? Commando, ah. and also Class of 1984. Writer uh, was Stanley May... Uh, Class of 1984 is like a, about a bunch of punk rockers that go crazy and like basically take over the school. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in the 80s, they thought that's where we were headed. So, like Airhead. Uh, uh, a little bit more of a violent, <laughs> more of a violent version of Airheads, I think. But yeah, I guess you get the idea. Uh, the writer of Firestarter, well, obviously Stephen King wrote the novel, but the screenwriter was Stanley Mann, and he was uh, also known for Conan the Destroyer as well as Damian Omen Two. So, getting into the trivia, when when Drew Barrymore was six and a half years old, before she was cast in the movie, her mother thought that Drew looked like the girl on the Source Novel's paperback dust jacket. Drew once said, My mom has seen this book at the grocery store with a picture of a little girl on it. And she said, Gee, that kind of looks like you. She said it was okay if I bought it, and so I did. When I read it, I came into the kitchen where my mom was making dinner and said, I'm the fire starter. I'm Charlie McGee. But she didn't know what I was talking about. Jennifer Connelly and Taylor Neff were considered for the role of nine-year-old Charlie McGee. Actress Drew Barrymore won the part and was about eight years old when she played it. And final piece of trivia, Drew Barrymore, very Barrymore-centric trivia here. Uh, she now describes herself as a recovering alcoholic. She had her first taste of champagne at the Firestarter rap party at Dino D. Lorenis's beach house. And as they say, the rest is history. That led to uh, 
eating people and everything else. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> who wants to go first here? I think I'll go first. Um, yeah, it, it's been a while since I've seen Firestarter. But I have to say, I really enjoyed rewatching this movie. It's kind of like the original X-Men movie. Right. Yeah. If you really look at it, except, Very you know, they had a superhero vibe. Yeah. Except, you know, they're creating. I, I mean, I don't know what the, the I don't really get the reason why they were testing where they I, did you guys ever figure out if they were trying to create like superpower people or. Yeah, I kind of got that. Uh, I kind of got that impression. That what was, was it? Lot Lot Six, drug or whatever. Y- yeah, actually, um, that group that was uh, our our friend Patrick uh, messaged me something about that. What, what did they, What did they call that group that was uh, that was after um, her? It was the oh my the gosh. company. Something like that. Yeah, well, Patrick, you'll have to you'll have to correct us, man, because I can't remember I can't remember what they called themselves, but. He made a pretty damn the shop. Good, the shop, the shop. Wasn't it there the you shop? go. Yeah. He he made a damn good point at the one at that one group in uh not not Gene Smart's group but uh, but the other group in Legion reminded him yes. a lot a whole lot of the shop. Oh yeah, that's true. So going going back and rewatching this, it, it kind of makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Wow. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I didn't realize how many people were in this movie. I mean, you know, we had. What was his name? Uh, General Patton, uh, George C. Scott. George C. Scott. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I mean, I might be wrong, but I kind of got a creepy kind of vibe from him with his whole interaction with Drew Barrymore's character. Oh, I did too. Yeah, like it was very, very pedophile kind of. Vibe. Yeah, yeah, it was a little strange there. Um, like, oh, you're going a little further. Further than father figure, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, oh, I'm forgetting everybody's name. Uh, Nurse Ratchet from One Flew Over to Cuckoo's Next uh, showed up in this movie. Right. We had a Huggy Bear from... Uh, Huggy Bear. <laughs> what was that? I can't think of everybody's name. I could only think of their character's yeah. name. <laughs> yeah, Huggy Bear. Uh, is that uh, Starsky and Hutch? Yes, yes. But, um, and the other, the other Keith David, aka David Keith. <laughs> That's oh right, gosh, not Keith David. This <laughs> that is the first thing I thought of when, uh, when I seen him. I was, I was thinking of that episode when we went on that trip on the internet. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, this this was a great movie. I, I really like, you know, some of the, some of the effects were a little dated, but they actually held up for me. And yeah, the, the overall storyline of of him trying to protect his daughter because he knows what they're gonna do once they get get a, you know get a hold of her. I enjoyed that. You know, I enjoyed, of course, seeing you know Heather Locklear in her uh, glory days. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, back on screen. And um, was it ever confirmed that she had powers? I mean, I she was really in the that. same testing facility, so I assume that she got powers along with him. Yeah, because right. rewatching this, um, I didn't realize that uh, Drew Barrymore's character actually had other powers. Like she was able to, like when people were after them, she was able to see them coming, like yeah. minutes before they actually got there. I, I totally forgot about that part. So I, I don't know. It maybe she, sense. maybe she inherited that from her mother or something. Hmm, could be. I just always, yeah, I just always wondered because they kind of, you know, like you said, went through the same testing. Mm-hmm. Never really showed her do anything. 
And man, how much did Martin Sheen look like Emilio Estevez in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You mean you mean Ramon Estevez? Yeah. <laughs> no, like I man, it, it looked like Emilio Estevez looks now in this movie. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, tell the resemblance. Consider considering I had just watched uh, Repo Man like the week before. <laughs> yeah, that really was oh, a yeah. trip, man. I yeah, I really I really noticed that. I, I think he looks a lot more like uh, his dad than Charlie Sheen does, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I mean, they're almost like dead ringers, you know. But yeah, I uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed the movie for what it was. But um, I I remember distinctly when I read it, there was there's there's a lot of stuff because Stephen King's books are usually pretty dense, and there was a lot yeah. of stuff that was in the book that didn't make it into the movie, and that always kind of pisses me off. It's like if they if they were to make it, I think anytime you make a Stephen King movie it should be, you know, a mini series or at least like two or three movies like it looks like they're going to do with it and the uh, Dark Tower and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh in fact, have you guys have you guys heard the rumor about uh, how they're going to roll out the Dark Tower? Uh No, films? I haven't. So there's mm-hmm. going to be the first film and then there's supposed to be a television series. I don't know if it's going to be on HBO or AMC or what. Is this all connected? It's all going to be connected. So the plan right now, and I just read about this the other day, is the the film, and then like a 10-episode series, and then another film, a 10-episode series, and then a final film. Okay. So that wow. should be interesting, yeah? <laughs> Talk about yeah, a big well, project. Well, okay. since we're doing uh, Stephen King movie news, I, di- I didn't want to bring it up in the news because we talked about it so much on this podcast. But uh, they are officially doing the second movie, so we we will get right, the second cool. part. That's probably as it should be, right? Yeah, we won't yeah. get left hanging with the with them as kids. So, uh, well, I figured they'd do that. Well, that was that was really the only thing that disappointed me about this is that so much got left out that I was like looking forward to from the book, and I I kind of thought the ending like may, maybe I didn't the first time I watched it, but I thought on the rewatch some of the special effects with her using her powers were a little dated. Seemed a little cheesy on on this watch anyway, but yeah, um, I did I did like the end though when she was attacking everybody with her powers, right? Because there was some pretty brutal scenes in this movie, like the yeah. when she blasted when she blasted that guy with the fireball and he flew into the tree. Yeah, <laughs> right. And let, let's not forget uh, George C. Scott when he karate chopped the shit out of that scientist when he was in bed. <laughs> he, he literally used a judo chop. <laughs> killed him in one blow. Oh, wow. I, which I was I was really intrigued with his character until, you know, he started getting like real creepy with. Creepy, uh, yeah. And I, I didn't. Un- what was his motivation? Because I think he said in a movie something about how he wanted to be the one to kill her. He yeah, to, I think he wanted to he wanted to gain her friendship, look her in the eye and then put her nose into her brain. Oh, and then, wow. Uh, yeah. What he what did he say? Absorb her powers. That's what, I think with him into the afterlife. To- I think he was trying to get her, her to like gain her powers. Man, yeah, that's did did he I don't have know power? He, was that his superpower? Was absorbing other people's powers? I think maybe. I mean, he I had hey, there's a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, it's the '80s. They don't always explain every detail of the movies. You know, <laughs> they kind of start you out in the middle of it, and there was a bunch of. But I also got to 
I also kind of got that vibe from, uh, you know, you get you get these characters in the X-Men movies that just just hate people with with uh, superpowers and mm-hmm. they just want yeah. them to die. I kind of got a little bit of that. Like he didn't maybe he didn't think uh, people should have these powers or something. But then he kind of went off the deep end when he said he wanted to absorb their powers and take it with him to the afterlife. And yeah, there's no amount of passion that could make you go, man, I really want to like smash this little eight year old girl's nose into her brain. You know, (laughs) (laughs) that's rough, man. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I haven't read the book since like at least, well, this came out in 84. So I would say I haven't read the book since like 81 or 82, but I'm sure all that's explained a lot better in the book. I think that's part of what really, pissed me off the first time I saw this movie is because they did leave so much of the you know the of the important parts of the storyline out yeah yeah but if they'd have made it a three hour movie back then nobody would have seen it sure different times (laughs) speaking of speaking of three hour movie I did track down the sequel to this movie oh yeah I didn't know it was a miniseries on sci-fi Oh, so it is okay. it is almost three hours long and it is fucking terrible. Uh, that's what I heard. It was I turned bad. it off. I turned it off after like 45 minutes. What? Brian yeah, doesn't I, turn oh, anything no. off. That's insane. I, I that's know. I, it is, was, <laughs> and it was because it, it was like original sci fi channel, like that kind okay. of content. Yeah. So was before yeah, Sharknado. <laughs> yeah, I tapped out real quick. I was like, this is a bunch of bullshit. And it's not, I don't even know why it's it's called a sequel because it's almost right. most of it is almost like a recreation of the original movie. Oh boy. Yeah. It was terrible. <laughs> Man, I like I I like this movie though. It was uh it, I I had actually forgotten it was Drew Barrymore in the movie. It, I just remembered it being a little girl and right. uh popped it on and was like, "Holy shit." <laughs> How did you guys and, like her uh, acting? I thought it was really good, man. She was super cute the whole time. Like she was, I, I could see why she was a child star, you know. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, I remember. I, I remember she was in that other Stephen King uh, uh, movie, Cat's Eye. You guys remember that? Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Okay. Where she had to save the little. What did she have to like save her little baby brother from having his breath stolen by a troll or something like that? That I believe. <laughs> it was oh, kind of a weird role, gone. but. Um, yeah, she's she's had quite a, quite a career. Yeah, no kidding, still going, yeah, always working. I, yeah, I thought she was she was great in this, I, and you know the special effects. Yeah, some of them are a little bit dated, the fireballs and stuff. But uh, uh, I mean, it, in general, they did use a lot of practical effects, and there was a bunch of fire. It looked like right. and yeah. I thought that was pretty cool, and and you can't really go wrong when you're doing practical effects. Uh, a lot of stupid people in this movie. Uh-oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's definitely some stupid people. <laughs> a lot of stupid people. If the guys in the in the burn suits are getting burnt up, run away. Yeah, no shit, right? Let's <laughs> jump around in the woods. <laughs> especially, that, especially that whole, um, what was it, the farm scene. Yeah. <laughs> when she when she immediately lit that guy on fire and then within seconds he was like a burnt skeleton on the ground. And everybody else is like, still in there. Yeah, I'm like, you run away. Forget Bye. these cars. Just just run. Run as fast as you can. <laughs> yeah, and I thought the, the, the creepy villain guy was a little much. Uh just not not necessarily in in who he was in the movie. It was just his interactions with drew barrymore i thought were a little 
uh, I hate to use the word inappropriate because I don't like that word, but they were inappropriate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> at the at the end of the day, that's all you can. You're not talking about George C. Scott, are you? Nah, I'm talking about the the villain that wanted to eat her soul. Oh yeah, yeah. George C. Scott. Well, all right, George. So yeah, George C. Yeah. Scott. Yeah, Patton, yeah, yeah. General Patton. Yeah, he was uh, super creepy, man. Okay. Like he he wanted to save her for himself and tie her up in a basement for a while before wow. he bashed her brains in. Man, I uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess <laughs> you guys, I, I may have to go rewatch it again. I didn't, I didn't quite get that get that vibe as much as you guys did, but. Yeah, then again, I was just I, I was probably looking forward more to the finale because I remember when I when I was young and I first saw this, I I really enjoyed the finale. And that's oh. why I was so damn disappointed this time because the special effects weren't nearly as good as I remembered them being. But I guess that's oh, yeah. life. <laughs> <laughs> I get that, but you know, in general, I, I think it was still a good movie. It held up. Well, Brian, what's your uh, what's your rating, man? I'm gonna give it a soft seven. I um I All still right. enjoyed it. I I really like the finale. David uh, David Keith. I I really like David Keith's powers too because he was the, able to just tell people what they what they needed to do and what he wanted them to see. Like uh, when he got in the cab with a huggy bear, right? He gave him a, what? He gave him a dollar. Tell him it was yeah, a five hundred dollar bill. Right. Yes, I, I, I really like cool that scene. Yeah, I really like that, and um, I thought everybody did fine in the movie as far as acting, and I really liked the story. Um, I, I probably, I think I would like to see an updated version of this, not on the Sci-Fi Channel. Wow, yeah. no, yeah, I was about to say you already saw it, dude. It's called Firestarter Two Rekindled, man. <laughs> Rekindled. What that more was... could you ask for, dude? If they're, yeah, you, if they're gonna reboot everything else in Hollywood, why not do this one? Yeah, right. so I, I give it a, I give it a soft seven. Okay. Well, that's not too bad. I uh, I was a little more disappointed, you know, like like I often am with Stephen King movies, unfortunately. And then I was so pissed off at the end when that big finale just wasn't as explosive as I. Well, I mean, it was definitely as explosive, but the special effects just weren't as good as I as I had remembered in my in my my youthful memories, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, but I'll still give it a six. I mean, I still liked it more than more than not, and. Uh, the shop, the shop were just man. They were great. He should. I know he used those in a few other of his books, but he should have kept recurring with them quite a bit. That was a really sinister organization. There, there was a lot of potential there. For yeah, uh, there's for a lot other of potential stories. for some crazy storylines. Yeah, well, yeah I definitely. mean, just with the whole mutant thing in general, like you said, it was uh, it almost like the first X Men. You well, think sure. you think you think he's got a story somewhere laying around that evolves the shop. I wouldn't, Stephen King. I wouldn't be a bit surprised. I'll bet Patrick will tell us. <laughs> uh, well, man, I'm going to give this one. Uh, I think I'm going to stick with Brian and give it a seven. Um, I cool. think it was it was really enjoyable. Um, it, it definitely a little bit dated, but I mean, what right. movie from 1984 isn't? Uh, but man, I think it I think it held up. It was it was fun to watch. It didn't it didn't really lose my interest at all. And uh, in the end, can't ask for much more than that. <laughs> yeah, we definitely, all right. We definitely all enjoyed it then. So, uh, yeah, Firestarter, if you hadn't uh, checked that out, 
definitely worth worth going back to 1984 to give it a shot. Uh, but our second film of the night, I think, is probably a little bit more anticipated, at least by one member of this uh, podcast group here. And, oh yeah, this, uh, this was my cool of the week. <laughs> this is Logan, and the director is James Mangold, also known for Girl Interrupted and the remake of 310 to Yuma. Which is really awesome. You guys seen that? Yeah, one? Yeah, that was good. <laughs> very, very mm-hmm. good movie. Uh, he also directed the Wolverine. We won't hold that against him. I didn't care for that one as much, but uh, I think his oh, that hands was in were... Japan. I like that one. That was a yeah, good one. Yeah, I, uh, I think his hands were tied a little bit though. As as we'll get yeah. into more when we talk about this one, where they, I think they kind of just let him go. Mm-hmm. Um, writer was Scott Frank, also known for A Walk Among the Tombstones. That's the one with Liam Neeson. Have you guys seen that one? Yeah, it was a little different from the movies he had put out previously. Yeah. Not really fighty Liam Neeson, kind of just right. regular guy. But it, it was a decent movie. Yeah, I wasn't remember it, seeing it. Wasn't it still a revenge movie of some kind, or am I thinking of something I else? Because I haven't from, seen it. I think from what I'm remembering, he was an investigator. Ah, uh, okay. And All he right. was working the case. and he, But he, he he's not, like, from Taken. He's not, like got mm-hmm. a particular set of skills or anything but right it was decent yeah all right well i, I remember it seeing out. it but i don't remember it specifically yeah i i know i've never seen it but uh like i put it in my queue before and uh, like hbo or something like that but just never got around to it again um scott frank also wrote the wolverine there you go philip and go. uh one of one of one of my favorite spielberg movies minority report Oh movie. yeah, that's a good one too. Uh, so here, so here's a really funny, probably pretty fitting piece of trivia. Uh, Hugh Jackman was was hungover when he came up with the idea for Logan. When he was done doing press for the film Chappie, which I think would make anybody hungover. Uh, I like director, Chappie. <laughs> all right, well, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people do. Um, director Neil Blom. Blomkamp asked what was next for the Wolverine and Hugh had no idea currently. After having a quote unquote a few glasses of wine, he fell asleep woke up at 4 in the morning and grabbed a tape recorder and summed up that Wolverine 3 would be a mix of Unforgiven, The Wrestler and Shane. These three movies would be the basis of the story idea theme behind the next Wolverine film. Oh, so Hugh Jackman wrote it. Uh, I guess he gave. I guess he gave uh, Scott Frank the inspiration or something like that. Like he came up. With that's got to just be. That's just got to be his. The way he decided he wanted to play that character or something. You, you know yeah, what? I, re- I read that and I was like, wow, that sounds bad. <laughs> yeah, when you're Hugh Jackman at this point, you can do pretty much whatever Hugh Jackman wants to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Um, Patrick Stewart confirmed in an interview with Graham Norton that this would be his last time playing Charles Xavier. And uh, one little, uh, I guess, Easter egg in there. The samurai sword presented to Logan in Philip's second favorite Jackman movie, The Wolverine, can be seen in the smelting mill where Logan and Charles are hiding out. So uh, no no question on who was looking forward to this movie the most. Uh, Philip, did it deliver? Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was it was great. It's like no country for old men, but with Wolverine. <laughs> pretty pretty and, uh, brutal, huh? 
Yeah, it was definitely brutal. They had some kills in there from the opening scene. Uh, it's loosely based on the uh, the Old Man Logan comic book storyline. Right. Uh, except they – yeah, you know, anytime you see one of these superhero movies, you, you get into who has the rights to who, especially in the Marvel world because – you can't just integrate all the characters like they would be in the comic books. Sure. Uh, so they, they had to abandon part of that storyline. And uh, part of the reason that there are no more mutants, and we'll get into that in uh, in spoiler territory, uh, is a little different than it is in the books. But uh, okay. it was – man, it, 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 was, it was pretty good. They borrowed some uh, pretty good images. Um, I think it was a great story even without being a Wolverine story. And then uh, you add that in there, and it was awesome. I thought the little girl kicked ass the whole way. Uh, I love Patrick Stewart in it. Um, I loved Hugh Jackman. I thought this was uh, his best Wolverine performance so far. Well, ever, I guess. Right. That's strong words, man. He's done – what has he done, 10 of them now, Brian? I think he's uh, played – I think I remember um, he's played Wolverine in 10 films now. Wow. Let's see. He was in all six – Nine, I think, unless okay. you unless you count his uh, picture of his face on Deadpool's face in Deadpool. Oh, <laughs> you count that. Well, okay, that's so stretching it a little bit. I think nine, but overall, he's he's played the character for seventeen years. Right? Yeah, well, he did a good uh, job. Oh, there was a Deadpool trailer at the beginning of this. I guess we should talk. Oh, about hold that. on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it. Um, oh, I don't. Man, they, I they think I think with that one. I think we can get into that. They they already posted online. So okay, fair game then. Okay, cool. So what so what was that? What was that Deadpool trailer all about, Brian? Um, it was a very clever thing they did because I thought the movie started. I did too. Yeah. This is uh, oh gosh. Now I kind of feel like we're giving minor sport. Oh, fuck it. Okay. Because it's already <laughs> online. They they set it up very clever. You think the movie started and then you see someone walking and then when you get a shot of his face it's Deadpool with no mask. Right. And I don't know about you guys, but my theater exploded cuz everybody yeah. was like, "Oh my gosh, they're in a movie <laughs> together." Yeah, I think, yeah. Everybody, and, I think everybody got that feeling too. <laughs> yeah, uh, basically, just to sum it up real shortly, we we just we got a te- teaser for Deadpool too. Yeah, which I, I, think, I, I like. Go ahead. I, I'm sorry. I, th- I think it was. Uh, I think it was just a, a little short story of Deadpool, so I don't think it was actually a scene from the movie. Even. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, it's something I, they threw I think together. It's just a, an extra thing that they threw out there to promote Deadpool too. And I like how they tagged it at the end, uh, Deadpool coming not soon enough. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and uh, real quick, there uh, supposedly there's Easter eggs on who Cable's going to be in the trailer. Really? I guess on the wall, there is uh, one of the walls of the building. There is a poster for the show Firefly. Mm-hmm. Nathan oh. Alien? Yeah, that is... Um, the only reason I kind of entertain that idea is because why would there be a poster outside of a building of Firefly? I don't know. I saw the poster for uh, for the Logan movie. Yeah, and then also uh, there was uh, on the phone booth, uh, someone wrote, uh, uh, Nathaniel Summers is coming. Yes, I saw I, Oh, yeah, I saw that. Which right. is, I believe, which is, I believe is uh, Cable's real name. 
Ah, okay. And I, didn't they spell it C U M M I N G or something like <laughs> <Yeah>. that? <laughs> so uh, I don't know if that's it's definitely going crude humor in this one. It looks like it's going to be pretty fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I don't, or, I don't know if that's same. I don't know if that's telling on who Cable's going to be. If that's just kind of like mm-hmm. some misdirection or right. But I thought it, it was it was a very interesting thing they did. Because it totally fooled me. I, I was just sitting there, and I thought the movie started. <laughs> it was yeah, it was, was good. That was a lot of that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I thought when it when they when they showed his face without the mask on, I thought, okay, well he's he's in the movie. You know, this is like he's at the very beginning. Of, I didn't think they were going to interact or anything because I thought there's no way they could have kept that under wraps. But yeah, yeah. It, it tricked me too for sure. Um, <laughs> As far as as far as the movie, um, I mean, there were things about this movie that I really fucking loved. A lot of it had to do with the the way they did let him, you know, let him kind of cut loose, and it was definitely a true hard R-rated superhero movie, which is kind of with the character of Wolverine is almost sort of what you have to have. I I had a little bit of a problem that we'll get into in spoilers, um, kind of halfway through the movie, but. When I started thinking back about it, I thought, okay, maybe it wasn't quite as bad as I thought it was. And, and, and we'll we'll talk about that in the middle because it has to do with uh, some people that they met up with. Because uh, this is uh, – a lot of this is a kind of a road trip movie, which is kind of cool. I always love road trip movies. And they come across some people. And uh, don't don't forget to remind me to, to bring that up in spoilers, a question that I had on that. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, I did, I did like the beginning. I liked the, the fact that like, uh, you know, nobody was safe. You know, you've got professor X who's basically got, you know, almost low grade dementia <laughs> and that's yeah. not a big spoiler. Cause they, they show that really early on. And then they've got yeah, that other character scene. and, um, you know, the, the badasses come out. The only complaint that I would have is I kind of wish the vil- the main bad guy had been maybe just a little bit more sinister. Like yeah. I was maybe a little more fearful of him or something, which I kind of wasn't. But yeah. Uh, yeah, man, I mean, all in all, it 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 delivered big time. You know, it's this is kind of like the Wolverine movie that we should have gotten from the beginning. Totally yeah. agree. Yeah, it's it's bittersweet for me because this is he officially the the other day just thanked everybody for supporting him. You know, he's officially right. done, and it's bittersweet because, like you said. Lance, this is the movie we should have got years ago. And we get it when he's not wanting to do the character no more, which is really fucked up. Well, he and, wanted to go out on top. Yeah, and he did because I fucking love this movie. This was violent. It was funny. Um, there, I do have a couple minor things, but they are minor little gripes that we'll get into later. Right. But overall, I I enjoyed the story. Um, and the what was her name? X twenty three, Laura. Yeah, Daphne Keen is the actress's name. She did a right. phenomenal job. Yeah, and I yeah, I, I looked her really up. Good. I looked her up. She's from Spain. This is her first okay. movie that she's ever done. She's done That's a t- one. She was on one TV show in Spain before this. Okay. Cool. <laughs> So they kind of just basically discovered her then. Yeah, and I thought she was great throughout the movie. And she was almost as vicious as Wolverine. And I love that. Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm excited to see her again, man. She was (laughs) mean as hell. 
that's that's the thing that I I kind of have a gripe about, but we'll get into that later. But um, yeah, okay. I kind of feel like we just need to go into spoilers. Yeah, because um, I, I, I don't want to say griping about, but I, I I wish maybe had been a little different, just for personal reasons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing um, you know, the the, th- the thing I did really like about this movie was the like I said the road trip aspect and the fact that they changed locations a lot. I thought that was cool. Yes. Yeah. Great chemistry between Wolverine and the kid. He was like he played grumpy old man perfect. <laughs> All right. Uh, you guys score? Or did you, yeah, Brian? Okay. You had you had something else to say, didn't you, Brian? Before we go into that. Um. Actually, it could it could wait for spoilers. It's kind of spoilery. Spoilerific. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Phil. What's, All right, what's well, your, let's what's your do number, scores, man? man. Uh, I'm gonna give it a nine point five, man. Holy this, shit! <laughs> it, it was a badass movie, man. If uh, if you're. I'd say even if you're not a fan of the X-Men at all, if you're just a casual, you know, action movie person, this was a badass movie. Yeah, because I agree with you, because at times it didn't even really feel like a superhero movie. Yeah, yeah, it had a real story behind it. Yeah, well, I'm uh, Brian, I got a feeling you're you're probably going to be you're, you're probably going to be a lot closer to Philip. I mean, I really I, like I said, I really enjoyed the movie. I don't think there was any. There was there wasn't really a whole lot of downtime in it where something cool wasn't going on. Um, I love the changes of location. I love the way they let you know both Wolverine as well as the uh, Lara you know kind of bust loose with just fucking basically maiming, killing, and slashing oh, yeah. their way through the movie. Um, and and I and I and I kind of while I was in there I was sort of like um, between uh, sort of hovering between a seven point five and an eight, but like I said, there's there's a there's a part in the middle that really fucking bothers me. Uh, on retrospect, I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt, and I think you guys are going to explain to me why I should. But it's I'm I'm going to go ahead and push it to an eight, which is a super high score, I think. And I mean, hell, there's been some goddamn good movies so far this year between John Wick two, this, and Get Out. I mean, we've had no three three fucking great movies in a row. This is awesome. Yeah, no kidding. And those are three yeah. in a row that I would, in a heartbeat, sit down and watch again and go pay and, money to go see and we We right. are getting into the blockbuster movies now coming oh, uh, with this month. Bye Bye, bye, bye Man 2? <laughs> oh, gosh. And you know what? already? I, I, well, you know it I didn't keep, take them long to make it. <laughs> I keep checking the box office reports. You, I fucking have a feeling they're going to do it. Yeah, no, sure. I'm can't. sure they are. I'm sure they are. Um, my rating, I'm going to give it a nine. Cool. This by far, I have to really sit down and think this might be out of the whole X-Men franchise. This might be one of my top, top favorites. Okay. Oh, yeah, this is mine. I got my first couple in order already. It's this one and then uh, X-Men 2. You know what? Oh, you like I think X2. I, okay. I think that I think we're kind of close, but I really like First Class. I really like that. Oh, one. that one was good. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so, for, uh, First Class was my favorite, just simply because I didn't expect much out of it. Yeah, um, this was like I said, violent, funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I we'll get into spoilers, but I really enjoyed Patrick Stewart's performance in this too. Yeah. All right. Uh, definitely. Then, uh, so let's get into spoilers. I mean, it's safe to say all three of us highly recommend this movie, and all three of us would, would see it again in a heartbeat. Absolutely. What are you waiting for? Go watch it. <laughs> Good question.
This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. Um, all right, let me let me start with spoilers, guys, because I want to get the I want to get this off my chest. Um, and I think I've kind of thought it through afterwards, and and I, it's not quite as big of an oversight on on our hero's part as I thought it was at first. But when that super nice family that had the uh, the horse. Uh, or the horses that were getting out, and then they helped them out, and then they offered them to let them come back and have dinner with them. I was thinking, man, why in the fuck with these with these nut nut jobs chasing them? Why are they going to put this this really cool innocent family in danger like this? And then I got thinking back, and I was like, okay, wait a minute. It's kind of forgivable if what I'm thinking here is true. When they left, where they where they were hiding out with uh, with Charles Xavier. And they had mm-hmm. the uh, the other character there who was basically a mutant tracker, Caliban. Um, yeah. Um, when they left, they didn't think he was captured. They thought he was actually dead, correct? Yeah, because right. um, the main uh, guy, I forgot his name. The main, the the main head bad of, guy. Yeah, the head of the Reavers, they called him. Yeah, yeah. was that? He had, he, had, he's, he had said, I left him in the hole that you guys were going to put me in. Okay, yeah, I do remember that line. Thinking back, because I was kind of thinking there for a minute, if if they knew that Caliban was with the bad guys and they put these people in that danger, that's fucking despicable. But uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe they did, they didn't know that, so maybe they figured that uh, you know they could safely hang out with these guys and have a nice dinner and be like a family, and then and then get back out on the road again. But uh, yeah, I mean that that would have really bothered me if they'd known Caliban was still still with those guys. But at least uh, at least we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> But yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't. I don't even think point. they. I even, hadn't thought about it. I don't even think they even realized about the explosion in the truck when he set off the grenades. Okay. So I think they were just kind of clueless to his anything about him after he, you know, the last time they seen him. So. Right. Like he could have even gotten away, but yeah, I don't think that they thought that he was captured. But uh, you know that gives it to that that gives a, a lot to that Wolverine character because I don't think that he really cared. It kind of surprised me when he stood up for the guy, except that he's not going to let somebody get bullied. Right. Uh, but he 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 is definitely looking out for number one and uh, and Professor X in this movie, and uh, those are his priorities until other people happen to come into the picture. You know, when, mm-hmm. when the little girl comes in and, right. and all that, he eventually grows to love her. <laughs> but it takes him a while to care about somebody. Until then, if they die, he's he's seen a lot of death. He can handle that. I was going to say, I really like the, the makeup effects of Logan, period, because he just right. looked like shit. Yeah. Right down to, like, it was a callback to... Um, the very first X-Men when he was asked about his claws coming out, do they hurt? And he says every time, every time. Yeah. And did you guys notice like, yeah. Did you guys notice like one of the, one of the knuckles had like pus coming out of it? Yeah. Yeah. I think just. He definitely wasn't healing. And he had that one big ass wound. I can't even remember which fight it was after, but Mm -hmm. like he took his shirt off and he just like this gaping. Oh, it was after he fought that other version of Logan. Oh yeah, uh, and uh, gashes across his chest. That was that yeah. was ugly, man. Oh yeah, it was it was cut and open. I, to and bits. I like the I like the explanation of why his healing was going away. That the 
what what had made him strong before was poisoning his body now. Yeah, the, the adamantium the, was. Yeah, it was breaking down. In his, in, yeah, that was kind of cool. Um, I I, I like the whole story, dude. It was just mm-hmm. it was really awesome. It, it kind of pissed me off that Logan was weak, uh, but that was one of the things for personal reasons. You know, I hate I hate to see him like that. Sure. Uh, and you know, the little girl definitely was more vicious than he was at a couple of points. <laughs> so I'm excited to see her in, in future movies. And I yeah. hope that, uh, they'll make like a new mutants movie. I assume that's where this is going. Uh, with, um, with that was Legion my, and that was my gripe. That was one of my gripes. Um, about the timeline issue. Yeah. Um, I want, I want more of her in a movie, but this is set in 2029. And I'm yeah. I'm very confused at because I've I've heard them say that this is kind of its own thing, but it references a lot from the other movies. So sure I'm like, if it, it, it's a it's its own thing, but at the same time, it's in the same universe. And um, I did see the sword that was in the uh, where they were staying originally. I seen it on the wall, and I instantly mm-hmm. thought of uh, the Wolverine movie. Yeah. So it kind of confuses me and but that's like a main problem with everybody when it comes to x-men is the the continuity yeah a lot of things not making sense yeah they kind of jump from time to time to time because i mean if they were really referencing the wolverine then didn't he get his claws cut off at the end of that yeah so they were like bone claws now yeah he had uh I believe, yeah, he got him uh, cut off or stomped off or something. Spoiler alert for a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean, so uh, yeah, I expected him to have bone claws in this one. I was kind of stoked about that, but then he didn't. And I'm 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 kind of glad he didn't, man. I, I sort of like the classic old Wolverine adamantium claws look, and I mean, you you can kind of explain that away, you know. I mean, he might have gone he might have gone under the knife for some more surgery, Philip. You never know. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. They strapped him strapped him back down. <laughs> but hey, I will I will say one thing, Brian. You may get you, we may get our wish to see her again because um, one thing, if anybody who's seen all the X Men movies know, is they're not strangers to time travel. So yeah, um, that's what I was going to say is that, yeah, it's because none of the timelines make any sense anyway. Uh (laughs) They could very easily jump her to a different one real quick. Absolutely. Yeah, I heard I was listening to another podcast and they said they wanted Cable to show up at the end Mm -hmm. because he he does time travel, which I kind of felt like I probably would have hated the entire ending if that happened. Yeah, because yeah, I don't it didn't go to save our hero. Yeah, because okay, I really, I really love the ending of this. It kind of, it kind of, you know, choked me up a little bit. It was sad, right? Yeah, you know, when when she actually referred to him as dad, daddy, mm-hmm. and he, yeah, he, he had that moment where uh, what did he say? He said, "Oh, I know, I'm, this is what it feels like," and he kind of had that wow. moment where he he knew what happiness was. Mm-hmm. And then even yeah. the, even the part with the grave when she came back and picked up the cross and turned it sideways to an X, I really loved that part. That, that was pretty cool. So if Cable yeah. would have showed up and was like, "Come on, we got to time travel to another," <laughs> I would have been like, "Fuck <laughs> this movie, Marty! It's your kids in the future. We got to go save them." <laughs> yeah, that We're running out of just pretty cheesy. <laughs> I would have said, "Fuck this movie." Yeah. <laughs> 
No, oh, you're right. and, and for some reason, if cable did, you know, Deadpool's like saying popping up, saying something crazy, and I just would have been, oh my gosh, it's just ruined. Yeah, that's what threw me off about the Deadpool thing at the beginning. I was like, wait, he can't be in this. This is supposed to be like serious. <laughs> and yeah. uh, no, it it got me a couple of times just as a dad with a little girl. Sure. Uh, yeah. His especially towards the end when. Uh, when he he really accepts her and is is trying to help her out and ends up giving him give, giving his life to save her, you know. Yeah, and, I really uh, like their interactions earlier, like their arguments yeah. in the during oh, the road yeah. trip when she's it's punching super, him in the face. Super fun. Telling, <laughs> telling him to watch watch his mouth and. <laughs> I thought that, yeah, I thought that was funny. Um, how did you guys feel about out of the gas station <laughs> stealing <laughs> shit? How did you guys feel about the X-24 character? The younger evil Wolverine? Yeah, I I didn't expect to see him. Uh, I, I thought it was definitely a good idea. I'm glad he did get killed off the way that he did, but it, it seemed right. almost a little too easy to kill this unkillable creature, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it kind of had that. I, it reminded me of Terminator 2 a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, kind of. They had the uh, T-1000 coming in. Yeah, I mean, he was definitely a lot more of a badass than that. Uh, what, what was the guy's name? The leader of the Reavers, Pierce, or something like that? The little... Yeah. Basically, all he was was just a, a fucking hayseed twerp, you know? Yeah, because I mean, they weren't... Some fucking white trash guy that'd pick a fight with you at a, you know, at a, at a honky-tonk or something. Which that guy is the lead role in the new Predator movie. Oh shit! <laughs> well, maybe he'll maybe he'll do a completely different character. You know, I thought yeah. he did a pretty good job, man. But the whole Reaver thing was, uh, you know, it was it was basically just like a bunch of special forces guys coming in, yeah. and yeah, really, some of, some of them like, had enhancements and true. Yeah, and it looked like enhancements because they'd been handling these mutants forever and getting shit cut off. Yeah. <laughs> They were basically there for Wolverine and uh, Laura to just slice and dice. But I feel like in in, in any other Wolverine movie, uh, these like guys would have been laid to waste in a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess they had to have him kind of weakened in this one for him to stand a chance. <laughs> yeah, they had to had to till, keep, had to keep it interesting, right? Yeah, till X X twenty three starts wrecking shop man she was all over them dudes and she had like the spikes coming out of her feet and stuff that was pretty kick-ass yes yes and i like the explanation like charles gave on why she has that how like females uh in the in the animal kingdom develop extra like security or whatever defenses as they uh, evolve and they have the big back claws too for uh for defense yeah, I like that whole explanation. So but, was uh, there uh did you guys stick around after the credits? Was there a stinger or anything? I I uh I didn't realize it was going to be such a long movie and I had uh, a lot of people in town and stuff like that, so I, yeah, I didn't really my, stick through. My whole theater stuck around for nothing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So basically Yeah, there's definitely the nothing. We got our That should have been beginning. Yeah, yeah, that should have been the uh, that should have been the opening of our show. Hey, there's nothing at the end of this movie. Don't sit through it. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. it was it was crazy. I had a packed theater, and everybody did they get mad when there was nothing? Yeah, it was a a collective of 
everybody just going, oh, right. yeah. we, we, we stayed until the the actual screen just shut off. Right. Yeah. Everybody was just like disappointed. <laughs> yeah. But you, you would have been even more disappointed if Cable had shown up with Deadpool telling jokes. Oh, you know? my gosh. <laughs> come with, and telling her, come with me if but- you want to live. I'm glad there wasn't anything at the end of this. Uh, I, I There was a couple of people in, in our theater that were, like, mad that they sat an extra three minutes and watched the trip. <laughs> yeah, I, I had actually had one person, like, kind of trying to justify why he should get his money back. Oh, come and I'm really? like, I, I can and I can. He wasn't sitting too far from me. And I could tell he right. generally enjoyed the movie. And because there's no after credit scene, you're like. I want my money back. This is not what I paid. I'm like, you know, get out of here. Chill out. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, how did, how did you guys like the mutant kids? Uh, they were okay. Uh, I, it's going to be sad if they, if they, I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how the next X-Men is going to work because I mean, are these kids going to be a part of it or are they a part of the whole new mutant family? I don't really know because I'm not familiar with that one. You know what? I just everything I'm reading, they don't know what the fuck they're doing at Fox. Oh no! Yeah. Well, but, the, they, the, but they made a damn. They made one damn good movie at least. So because what I get it, even though I'm not a Fox executive, this is what I would do. I would scrap everything they have and mm-hmm. just build everything around Deadpool that universe. Yeah, okay. because we're after Deadpool two, we're getting X Force, and we're supposed to be getting new mutants. And C- and Cable's one of the main members of X Force, right? Yes, I would just I would scrap everything and just rebuild off of that universe. Mm-hmm. And um, makes sense. Maybe. Well, you can't own those characters like you have an X Men and not use them somewhere. You know. Well, I mean, they'd have to stick them in I the would. Deadpool universe and all that. Yeah, with with the X Force and the New Mutants, that's where I would I would recast everybody and I would slowly mm-hmm. introduce. Yeah. And after after you get. Uh, New mutants, then let's let's get the new rebuted uh, uh, booted um, X Men movie. Okay. Yeah, but it kind of seems I, I heard James McAvoy's coming back in the New Mutants, and right. Uh, I saw an interview with um, with Sophie Turner um, that played Jean Grey. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, as far as she knows, she's uh, going to be in the next one. So I don't I don't know what they're doing. I don't I guess, think they know what they're doing. I guess we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, I definitely got no problem with McAvoy coming back. He's still really, really young. And, I mean, there's a lot of storyline he can still represent of, of Charles Xavier, you know, over the coming mm-hmm. years. So I don't have a problem with him or him sticking around at all. Yeah, I, I mean, don't have a problem with uh, Michael Fassbender coming back. As long as right? they stop flip-flopping him, his character, as a good guy, and then he's a villain, and then he's a good guy. Well, that's 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 the comic books, though, you know? I mean, that's that's constantly happening in the comic books, so at least, yeah, but, as I remember... But we've, we've gotten it in every uh, movie, in the last three movies. Right, that that internal struggle. Yeah, just fuck it, just be bad <laughs> for for an entire movie, just one movie. That would be refreshing, wouldn't it? Well, you know the the Fox shows have definitely got a different feel to them than the uh, than the Disney Marvel stuff does. Uh, you know, it's it's gone a little darker and uh, more R rated <laughs> than what Disney, I would imagine, would would uh, would be able to deal with. But man, that Marvel franchise hasn't steered me wrong yet. So uh, I, I would almost like to see the X Men go over there. 
uh, Fox will never do that because no. Deadpool, Deadpool was a major hit. And it from the box office, uh, this uh, Logan surpassed what they thought they was going to make opening weekend. So, yeah, and it was kick ass. But now, but now, where do you leave it? You know, like I mean, I know you said they got new mutants on the on the docket and X Force coming out, and yeah, I mean they're, they're doing their their Legion TV show. So, yeah, they're going to have to re they're going to have to recast. They're going to have to recast Wolverine. Definitely. It's just who do you cast? I don't know. That'll Cause, be interesting. Because the only person I've heard that makes sense is Tom Hardy. Yeah, and even okay. even he's even he's not quite as young as you know. You, exactly. You, you would hope someone would be if he's going to play Wolverine for like the next twenty or thirty years, right? But then I, I picture like a mumbly Wolverine, like you don't know right. what he's saying most of the time. Yeah, because it seems like I, I really I really love Tom Hardy as an actor, and but sometimes right. when he does like kind of like an American accent. Mm-hmm. It's kind of mumbly, and you don't know what he's talk saying most of the time. <laughs> not not the best, not the best always, huh? But I, I think he, I think as a as the actual performance and the look, I think he would kill it as Wolverine. Yeah, well, as soon as she said Tom Hardy, I was like, you know what? That's that's that may be the one dude I can get behind doing this. I mean, because he's he could he can. Once he gets all buffed out, Bane style, you know, he can't he, talk like that. Right. I'm and, Wolverine. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. And he's and he's also he's he's also the right height. Right. Yeah, that's what uh, I was thinking. I he's that, he's that was kind a, of a yeah. shorty. Yeah, because that was a big gripe with a lot of people that, you know, Hugh Jackman's like six two. Right. Yeah. I, I heard I read a thing where they had the mo- the movie posters and everybody else was on like stilts and shit. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, yeah, Wolverine's like so, kind of a short squat uh, package, you know. Yeah, he's yeah. supposed to be like five three or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think Tom Hardy could kill it, man. He he he'd be a a, a, a grizzled tough guy. I mean, because right. you got to have a dude in there that's that's super tough guy, you know. All right. Well, I mean, it might that might be something for us to think about and uh, and come back and speculate maybe in an early early section of next week's show or something. Okay. You guys sure. want to think about that a little bit? Like pick, pick maybe like we could each pick like three actors that are up and coming that we think might be good for, oh, the, for the role. That'd be fun. Okay. Right? Yeah. All right. I like it. Homework. Homework. Right. I like yeah. it. This Let's is fun homework, it. though. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, another thing. One more thing I wanted to say about the movie. I really liked. It was set in 2029, but I like how they didn't just completely futurize the world. Right. You just got little things here and there, like the self-driving uh, trucks that were on the highway and stuff like that. Right. Because uh, you usually when you see movies and it's like 10, 20 years in the future, it's like a completely different world. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> like flying cars and Johnny Cab and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, so I, I just wanted to throw that in there. I really like how they didn't just, like, you know, everything was, you know, technology just took over. So. Right. I really enjoyed that part too. Yeah, it was a good it was a good mix, I thought for sure. Pretty pretty well done for the, you know, quote unquote not too distant future. Uh mm-hmm. Philip, any any parting words, man? Uh go see this movie, man. It's it's the best that Hugh Jackman has done and uh it's the last one that he's going to do is Wolverine, so it's definitely going to be a classic. All right. Well, as uh, as always, we want to thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Horror Returns. 
We'd love to hear your feedback and ideas. You can always reach us at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. Uh, and search for us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Podbean, everything else that uh, that Brian keeps set up for us. Rate us on iTunes. Uh, I don't think we got any new ratings this week, but I haven't checked. So maybe we'll, we'll check next week and see if you could, a few there. So next week it is King Kong week at The Horror Returns. We're going to be reviewing the original 1933 film as well as the... Uh, my favorite of the remakes, the 1976 uh, remake. And, of course, we will also be reviewing the brand new Kong Skull Island. So, until the horror returns again, good...